What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Welcome everybody to episode 31 of What the Funk. We are talking proactive, reactive stress management. Basically, the moral of the story is if you are waiting until you are already overly stressed out to start worrying about your stress management, you are waiting too long. So we're going to do just a quick crash course tonight in stress basics, things that you need to know about stress, as well as we're going to talk towards the end of the podcast about proactive stress management. Now, why am I doing this particular topic? Well, this is really twofold. If I'm being honest, I'm working on a pretty extensive Q&A podcast and I'm still kind of working out some of those notes and I didn't want to rush to put it together. And the topic of proactive stress management has been coming up a lot with conversations with my clients as well as just people in the community lately. And so I thought it deserved some kind of dedicated time. And one thing that I've noticed is that stress management, really truly good proactive stress management is something that is cultivated with intentional effort over time because not every strategy works for every person and not Every person needs the same amount of strategies and you might find that certain things work better for you at different times in your life or to meet different needs, right? So for example, let's talk about my own journey with stress management really briefly. So you guys all know that I struggle with mental health, right? I have diagnosed ADHD, anxiety, as well as depression. And frankly, what it's April of 2023, the last like three to four weeks um, has really been me coming out on the other side of a very big depressive episode, probably one of the worst that I've had in my adult life at this point. And typically I've really struggled mainly with like ADHD and anxiety being at the forefront of my mental health struggles with depression kind of being like the third wheel, right? It will like sneak in there. And as I've gotten to know myself better, I know what of my symptoms are starting to manifest from the ADHD versus the anxiety or the depression. But what really helped me sort of make sure that I got through this was my proactive stress management, which shifted depending on the energy that I had. So like things that I do for myself for proactive stress management, I exercise, I make sure to get up and walk outside and get some sunshine. I do a lot of journaling. I have a lot of creative outlets that I utilize. Um, I read for enjoyment, not just for, um, you know, professional reasons. Um, I do read and listen to a lot of audiobooks in regards to functional health, functional training, the body, right? Staying on top of things. I spend probably about an hour to two hours each week studying reading, listening to podcasts, taking notes on different things, or I'm researching stuff for client just purposes to apply to my coaching, right? 
Um, but I read for enjoyment, right? Just for fun. So reading for fun rather than for like a reason of a have to. Um, and then other things that I do for my stress management too is also like spending time in the quiet, setting aside time for myself. But the trick is to not wait until you're going off the deep end to start figuring out what's working for you. And you can kind of start to work on things one at a time. So now let's back it up just a little bit. Let's talk about stress. And I know you guys are totally rolling your eyes at me. You're like, Elena, stress. We know stress is bad. Yes, we know, we know, we know. I know you know, but do you really? Because I feel like people don't really start to recognize it until they start to make the connection between why their health is shit, why they're having issues with their digestion, why all of a sudden they're struggling to manage their weight or their body composition, why all of a sudden they're getting injured more while they're doing um, activities, whether it's weightlifting or yoga or Pilates or running, they're like, why am I all of a sudden getting injured so often? And why is it so much harder for me to recover from injury and just from the gym in general, right? Physical activity. Um, And it's important that we recognize that a lot of this can really come back to stress and stress management. So let's talk about stress. So we have a couple different types of stress. Stress in and of itself isn't bad. It's the excess of stress and chronic stress that has that negative impact, right? So we have acute stress, which is going to be like immediate inflammation to an area of injury. For example, um, I think I made a joke on a post or a story that I made of acute stress is uh, the bruise that you get on your leg from the coffee table that you run into for the third time this week. And kind of joking because I ran into something at the gym last week and have a massive bruise on the side of my leg. But if you know, you know, you run into things you get a bruise or you sprain your wrist and it starts to swell or you get a cut and it kind of turns red on the outside after it like scabs over, right? That's the inflammation where it's our body's acute response to injury, inflammation, being damaged. It's like, we're going to go and we're going to heal this. And this is good, right? This is why sometimes too, after you get an injury, it's not good to just like chronically like keep it iced because you want some level of inflammation to get to that injury to help speed up healing. Now, chronic stress is going to be persistent or recurring stressors within your life. This could be a physical stressor, right? Um, Overtraining, not sleeping enough, mental and emotional, toxic work environment, bad relationships, um, inability to manage tasks in an effective manner, and it starts to stress you, or perceived stress, as in, are you addicted to chaos or are you borrowing trouble where it doesn't need to be borrowed and creating stress within your environment environment unnecessarily? Um, And so there's a couple different things that we need to know what happens when we get stressed. There's a physical physiological, like a hormonal response to stress. And we're going to break it down at its most basic level. Cortisol is a stress hormone, right? It's not bad. It's not good, but too much or too little of it can be negative. Now, what happens is in a situation where we're experiencing stress, either physical stress or an acute stressor, like you get an email and you, whew, your heart rate starts to jump up. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you get a phone call and that one person's name pops up and you're like, oh shit. And that's that temporary spike of stress. That's that fight or flight of the sympathetic nervous system, which will create just more alertness, right? Ability to physically respond if you're in a physical situation and it requires that. But here's the thing. Cortisol should at that point decrease once that stressor has de-escalated. This is one of the reasons why exercise exercise is such an effective tool for helping our bodies physiologically manage stress better because it makes it more effective at decreasing, right? It's a temporary spike and then it decreases. It makes our bodies more effective at managing spikes in cortisol to acute stressors. However, if we have a lack of stress management practices, 
high emotional responses that we do not proactively know how to deescalate or learn how to deescalate, or we're constantly putting ourselves in a state of physical stress by overtraining, not getting enough sleep, not getting enough food into our system, a lack of nutrients. This is where things sort of start to go sideways, right? And even we also have to take into consideration, there are things that are good stressors in our life, right? For example, exercise is a good stressor. Being learning a new skill is a good stressor, right? There's a little bit of frustration. Um, being challenged to grow mentally, personally, professional, those can be good stressors, right? That sort of, they're, they're temporary, they feel motivating, they get you excited, they get your heart going. A new challenge or a new project arises um, within your home or within your work life and you're like, yes, I got this. Or you're like, I'm gonna do this new skill or maybe you're planning a vacation and you're really excited for this vacation, but let's be real, sometimes planning a big vacation can be a little bit stressful, but it's something that you're excited to do and motivated to do, right? That's you stress. That's good stress. Now we have bad stressors, which is distress, <laughs> you stress versus distress, which is going to be our emotional trauma, our chronic and ongoing toxic situations, our, um, our penchant for bowering trouble or creating chaos within our life, overtraining, undereating, not prioritizing sleep and sleep quality. All of these things can create a state of distress, which is where that chronic stress can sometimes come from. Okay. So now what are the long-term impacts of stress on your physical health? right? Um, we can have a suppressed immune system, um, which can lead the path to inflammation, which is why stress is such a root cause. And that's a very basic like overview of how that works, right? We have a lowered immune system. We're not able, we're, we're not able to fight off infection or fight off bacteria. We get sick more frequently. We introduce things into the body that can disrupt the gut microbiome that can lead to sort of intestinal permeability through multiple pathways, right? There's multiple ways to kind of get there. And then that leads to like excess toxins and bacteria getting into the body, therefore causing inflammation, right? That's just one way that it can go. But to give a more in-depth overview of it, I guess, of one way of how stress can cause inflammation. Um, so suppressed immune system. Th so this is why stress is such a root cause for autoimmune and chronic illness and just like general not feeling good as a whole. Um, it can lead to reduced sex hormones. So like low libido, it can lead to reduced thyroid function, reduced cognitive function, right? With memory, long-term memory, short-term memory, um, feeling kind of brain fogged, like that 2 PM brain fog. If you like hit like two, three o'clock in the afternoon and you hit a wall mentally and you're like every day, you're like, I need a cup of coffee to function. That is adrenal issues. That's, that's stress dysregulation there. And that, at that point, um, sleep starts to get even more dysregulated, especially if sleep is already, um, part of the source of your poor stress management to begin with. You can have issues with your blood pressure because you're constantly on edge. And then you have decreased recovery from physical activities. Like we said earlier, decreased recovery from training, trouble recovering from injuries, or you start to get injured more or you're at an increased risk of injury, which is really not good if you're really into like using this. This is why it's not good to use. Like people are always like, oh, the gym is my therapy. And it's like the gym is not therapy um, because if you're using physical activity solely as your stress management, but you're still in a state of chronic stress, you're going to potentially put yourself in a situation where you're going to get injured. And then where's your stress management go, right? So it, it's important to, again, we have to cultivate proactive stress management strategy strategies. Wow. I can't talk <laughs> cultivating proactive stress management strategies to help our rest and digest, to help uh, our parasympathetic nervous system take over after our fight or flight response is triggered in a more effective manner. So we can come out of this state of being chronically stressed out. Okay. 
And here's, here's the scary thing is that being in this state of like constant stress, <laughs> chronically stressed, um, is so normalized. There's even like, obviously like memes and like popular music, right? Um, Braden Bales just came out with a song. If you guys don't know who he is, he's like an up and coming artist kind of blew up on TikTok with the song, um, chronically cautious. And then Elise Myers duetted it. It was super awesome. It's like, um, you guys know it. If you haven't heard it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the one that goes, it's like, cause if I'm honest, I think I'm beginning to question how much I want this, that one. I know you guys know that song. That's the Braden Bale song about being just like chronically stressed out, chronically question everything, following a path. And like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? And then all of a sudden you, you, you get to this point and you're like, I'm so stressed out. I'm on edge all the time. I'm questioning everything. And that's, that's, that's kind of what happens to be honest. But the fact that it's so normalized, right? Being stressed out, being this anxious, being this overwhelmed is a little bit scary. So how do we combat it? Right? We're not taught emotional regulation in elementary school, right? <laughs> We're not taught these things. We sort of have to learn them as adults um, because frankly, a lot of adults now, especially those of us in our like late 20s, early 30s, mid to late 30s, and even 40s, we were never taught these things. So how do we cultivate proactive stress management. Okay. The first thing we need to do is we need to kind of identify where is the main source of your stress coming from, right? Is it physical stress? How is your sleep? Are you overtraining? Are you doing any exercise at all? Because a lack of exercise can also be a stressor on the body, right? Um, are you um, dealing with any kind of toxic or negative situations in your life? And how can you sort of arm yourselves against those? Now, there's sometimes going to be situations where you're not at a position quite yet to be able to get out of that situation. And that's where it's important to be proactive where you can be proactive so that you are better equipped to manage the situations because inevitably we are going to come up against stress. It's not about reducing the amount of stress in our life always, although if we can reduce it, we should. It's about how can we be proactive about better managing it, right? That's the whole point. We're being proactive. So, and then another question is, do you create perceived stress within your life? Okay, this is where I ask people, are you addicted to chaos? Are you a chaos monster? Do you borrow trouble? So like, let's say somebody poses a scenario to you or they, they, they give you something that you need to face. And before you've even gone through the steps and you know exactly how it's going to turn out, you're already creating all the scenarios in your mind of all of the issues and obstacles you, and ways that it's going to go wrong, right? You are creating stress within our life, right? Is the fact that you forgot your lunch in the fridge at home really that big of a deal, right? Is the fact that somebody didn't like something you posted on social media or somebody didn't like how you worded something in the email really that big of a deal? Or are we, <laughs> this is the question, creating scenarios in which we are more important than we actually are? <laughs> because a lot of times this perceived stress as almost we're creating, we're giving ourselves sort of a sense of elevated importance, right? This is where I talk to the people that are like, I'm always so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm like, that is the most annoying thing that somebody can say. And if somebody goes, how are you doing today? And your first response is, oh, I'm just so busy. You're one of those people that's probably addicted to chaos and you're probably creating more self-importance than you need to, to, in order to fill some kind of hole in your life. And I just called probably a whole bunch of people out. 
but I'm not really sorry about it because we all have to face that. Right. And I even catch myself doing it sometimes. Right. I, I, you know, I'm a business owner and it can very be very easy for individuals who have, you know, jobs where, especially when the buck stops with you in a lot of scenarios to create sort of this self, self, self sense of self-importance. And I have to recognize that the people in my life don't give a shit that I'm busy all the time. They care about the time that I'm spending with them. So why am I going to create and put myself in a scenario where I'm just constantly, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And that means that I'm putting myself above all of the other things and people in my life. And that's just not true. And that's a hard conversation to have with ourselves. And that doesn't mean that we're ever going to be perfect at it, but are you addicted to chaos? Are you borrowing trouble? Right? So just questions to ask yourself so you can kind of identify where the biggest source is. Is it like mental, emotional? Is it perceived or is it physical or is it a combination of all the three? And now let's talk about what are some strategies. Okay. And I'm just going to throw a bunch out here. This is obviously not an exhaustive list, but I just want you guys to know what are the potential options for me in regards to stress management. Okay. So one of my favorites, and this one's really great for people with tummy troubles. Again, let's stop normalizing stomach issues. The whole hot, all hot girls have IBS thing is not something we should normalize or perpetuate. It's positive. <laughs> I see that coming around a lot, especially on TikTok, especially on TikTok. And I'm just like, can we not? Can we please not? Taking two or three deep breaths before your meals, right? In that same, in that same thread, are you like working while you're eating or can you like step away for 10 minutes? Because I guarantee you, I told this to one of my clients because she was just like, I just don't have time to work. I was like, I promise you if you step away for 30 minutes to go sit down and eat your lunch, that the company will not crumble if you are not at your desk answering emails. You are not that important. She was like, oh my God, thank you so much for <laughs> saying that to me because I needed to hear that. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, but um, that those are really great strategies, right? Digital detox. Again, people don't want to get off their fucking phones at the end of the day, but you need to, right? Finding other things. And this is where some of these next ones are going to come into play. Can you find a hobby that allows you be, to be creative, right? For example, I love journaling. I love using paper, pens, stickers, stamps, markers to reflect on my day. I have a book journal. I keep a planner where I'm able to be a little bit creative as well as functional throughout the day. Um, I like to keep a notebook for learning Spanish because I'm learning Spanish and that's just something I do. You know, I do little Spanish practice every now and then when I have some time and I'm like, what do I want to do? I'm going to pull up a story on this app that I'm bilingual and like read through this story and like practice my Spanish. And then like I write it out and I look at the definitions and I write out the words and that doesn't require, that's not stressful for me because I don't have any like pressing need for that. That's just something I do for fun. I crochet, which is nice and meditative. Crochet is really nice. Um, it's very relaxing. I read for fun, right? Um, can you get a coloring book? A lot of people really love coloring books. Can you get like some kind of like other craft activity that forces you away? Can you get a puzzle? Can you find another craft or puzzle or something like that that forces you away from staring at your phone or a screen or a TV and gets you away from those things so you can connect to just your space around you and kind of keep your brain engaged without causing more stress to the body. Can you turn off notifications on your phone, right? I had somebody ask me the other day, how do you deal, how, how do you not, like how do you manage seeing these notifications on your phone and like not hopping to them immediately, especially in regards to like, right, like running my business. And the answer was simple, was like, I have literally all my notifications turned off. I have blocks of time during the day where I'm intentionally going and tending to these different aspects of my life. 
checking my email, checking my client messages, checking Slack for my professional um, development, where I'm specifically going in at certain times of the day to look at these things so that I'm not constantly reacting to people communicating to me. And then I put my phone on do not disturb when I'm working. And the only people who can get through on do not disturb is my mom and my brother. Literally, that's it. Oh, my boyfriend. And they're the only three people. But I know if they're calling me, shit hit the fan and I need to pick up. And so that's why it's set up that way, right? Like the only person that can get through to me when my phone is on sleep mode is my mother. Like that's it. <laughs> that is that is the only call I want to be woken up in the middle of the night for is if my mom is calling me because I know if she's calling me about something in the middle of the night, something bad happened, right? And I need to be available for that. But other than that, I keep notifications to an like absolute minimum. And I don't check them again, even with my phone and my text messages, I don't have that up and open next to me when I'm doing something else. So if I'm checking my client messages and tending to that side of my work, I'm literally just focused on my clients. If I'm checking my email and responding to emails and responding to colleagues, I'm just focused on that. If I am looking in Slack and I'm reading messages and corresponding with my colleagues or doing I'm Slack for Fitness Coach Academy, since I'm a support coach in there for other coaches that are building their businesses, I'm just focused on that. So I turn off the notifications so I'm not reactive, but it makes my attention to those communications that much more effective. And therefore, I'm like not constantly reacting to things, which is so good for the parasympathetic nervous system, right? When we're constantly responding to things, that's so triggering for our fight or flight response. But I'm more intentional and effective with how I'm communicating, supporting people throughout the day. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. It's not how quickly I respond to something. It's how effectively and thoughtfully did I give this person my attention? And that at the end of the day is more important because when you're rushing through things, you're going to miss stuff, right? I would be horrified if I was constantly missing things in like my client message threads because I'm constantly in and out of there, but also trying to do something else and like splitting my attention. And then I miss something. I don't want to miss things in that communication. So I know that when I'm in there, I'm giving that my full attention. And that is what I am focusing on at that time. And someone's like, how do you deal with it? I'm like, you turn off the notifications and you put your, your big kid pants on and you deal right? You force yourself to get used to it because clearly being in the reactive state of mind is not benefiting you at all. You're freaking out about it 24 seven and you're stressed as fuck. So stop it. Okay. Other things that we can do, um, meditation, or if you dislike meditation, five minutes of stillness, right? Five minutes of stillness is different than like meditation. And this five minutes of stillness can be like either it, it can be 10 minutes if you want to, but it's where you literally just like go somewhere and you sit in the quiet, you don't turn on music. You don't turn on a track. You don't turn on a meditation. You literally just like sit there by yourself in the quiet. And it can be very disturbing at first. But after you've done it a few times, it's much, much easier to manage. Okay. Um, and then another thing I love is getting outside, right? Weather permitting and schedule permitting. Can you step outside and get some sunshine, right? First thing in the morning, can you walk out the door in the backyard in your pajamas and just like breathe in the outside fresh air? Okay. And then another thing, and one of my favorite things is, are you eating enough food and getting enough nutrients into your diet to help your 
body just be in homeostasis, right? And this sometimes does mean getting in like a really solid multivitamin with like a good vitamin D, maybe magnesium and zinc, right? We're not talking about like a green supplement. We're talking about like an actual high quality supplement. Um, I don't recommend green supplements to my clients. I, yeah, I, we just, we don't even play that game. We're working for like really effective things to help fill in the gaps from lifestyle that's necessary. And sometimes when you are chronically stressed and you have a high level of just like mental and emotional and physical stress within your lifestyle, you do need to help your body out with some kind of support. And you're probably not eating enough nutrients or able to get a varied enough diet to get enough nutrients to support your body. And so are you getting enough nutrients, <laughs> right? And um, I'm usually loath to say this, but I actually do have a really solid multivitamin that I can recommend. Um, and I will definitely leave the link in the bio. So if like you're like mad stressed out and you're like, I know I'm not getting what I need from my food and you need something to help fill in the gaps, um, I have a good multivitamin recommendation that I can give you for sure. Um, and that will be in the show notes um, with that link. So those are not an exhaustive list of ways to proactively manage stress, right? And here's the thing is we want to be proactive about it. Start experimenting with things and realize that if you don't like journaling, you don't have to do it. If you don't always like to do puzzle, you can do a puzzle sometimes and then find something else other times. You need to have sort of an array of things to choose from to fit your day, your needs, whatever season of life that you're in. And it can be a flexible approach. Sometimes you might need to do some more things that are proactive in the morning. Sometimes you need to do some things that are more proactive in the evening. For example, this week, I've done all my journaling in the morning because that's what's helped my stress. That's that's what my body and my brain has craved. Whereas I'm usually used to doing it at night and decompressing. But this whole like last like three, four days, I've been doing it first thing in the morning. And then that really has been setting me up very positively for the day. Now, does this mean that doing it in the morning is the thing that I'm going to do forever? No, I'm going to just roll with the punches and be like, I know I like to do this at some point during the day. Sometimes I do it in the middle of the afternoon. Like if I'm having an, a particularly busy like work day with like just a a lot of calls, a lot of meetings, a lot of communication, things like that. I will do it in like the middle of the afternoon as like a break, right? Although it gives me a break to step away, to do something creative, to look at something beautiful. Um, and that helps me manage my stress in a better way, right? So be flexible with how you do these things, but be intentional about finding different strategies to put in your toolbox and then continue to use those things proactively. Even if you're cycling through them, try to get in at least one thing a day that's intentional for stress management and watch and see how your mood, your health, your sleep, your relationships, your productivity starts to improve. And this is all necessary for health because one of the things that you can do that will absolutely prolong your health journey, your fitness journey, whatever that might look like, is not tending to your stress management in a way that's intentional and effective and effective for you, 
Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, um, be sure to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at elena.m.fit. I would love to see you guys listening and stay tuned for the next episode, which I'm so excited is going to be a Q and a episode of a whole smattering of things. We're going to be covering things from Hashimoto's to PCOS to my fountain pen collection. And I'm so excited to dive into that one with you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day and I will catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into the What The Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Just a quick disclaimer for the information found in the What the Funk podcast. I am not a licensed medical professional, mental health professional, or registered dietitian. The advice and recommendations given out on this channel and on this podcast are not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition or mental health condition. If you do think you have a medical condition, please speak with your medical provider. Please consult your medical provider before implementing any kind of supplement regimen or exercise regimen or nutrition regimen into your lifestyle, as well as as be aware that listening to this podcast does not constitute a coach-client relationship. Thank you guys so much.